On stage, under a slowly brightening spotlight, a male dancer begins to move rhythmically. Soon, a female dancer joins him. Together, they weave a tapestry of movement, capturing the essence of an intimate relationship, pulling together and breaking apart, close yet distant, at times independent, at times embracing. Their movements take the audience on an emotional journey. The dancers Zhang Ke Yu from China and Simon Abe from Cameroon got married after completing this stage work called Dislocation in 2012. Since then, their bond continues to inspire both on and off stage. Born in 1983, Simon Abe's love for dance began in his childhood, deeply rooted in the rich cultural environment of Cameroon. My childhood was very fun because we grew in, I grew up in the city of Yaoundé and it was an amazing place because uh, there's a, a big traffic of different culture. Cameroon have uh, more than 200 dialects and uh, small um, tracts also. So it's really rich, many languages, many foods, many kind of clothes, many kind of uh, colors and way of doing things. Located in central West Africa, Cameroon is renowned for its football, indigenous music and diverse landscapes. For Simon, these rich cultural tapestries painted his early days. Dancing for him is just like a natural call of fate. We listen to music every day, my mom and father, they put music every weekend. You go to school morning, afternoon you have a break, you go back home, eat food in your home, sleep and go back to school. But all those moments, there was always link with the music or dance at the time. So this is how I started doing dance, not for anything else, just for, for fun. As Simon Abe was finding his passion for dancing in the vibrant rhythms of Cameroon, thousands of miles away in China, a young dancer named Zhang Ke Yu was nurturing her own dance career. Born in 1980 in Guiyang, the capital city of southwest China's Guizhou province, Zhang Ke Yu was shaped by the natural landscapes and ethnic diversity of her homeland. In 2005, after graduating from the Beijing Dance Academy, she seized on an opportunity to help create Cameroon's National Dance Group, part of a cultural project fostered by China's Ministry of Culture. During the recruitment process, Zhang met Simon Abe, then a lead dancer for a well-known Cameroonian hip-hop group. His talent struck her immediately. He was all in blue, even his hat, a lake blue. I thought, what style? He's so cool. We played classical violin music to challenge him. When he started popping to the melody, we were amazed. The violin's melody was pure and clean, and he matched it perfectly with his dance. We know popping requires a kind of vibration, but he combined his body movements with the classic melody in a brilliant way. The collision of body and music shook me. I knew then, he's definitely a genius. The two soon discovered a deep attraction to one another. They managed to find a connection that transcended culture, language and all other barriers. A shared passion for dancing. 
我觉得是在舞蹈里面找着一种冥冥当中的一种共鸣吧。We found a resonance in dance. At that time, he didn't speak English, and I was still learning. We had almost no verbal communication. Our connection was entirely through dance. We just knew we were destined to be together. 就是就是觉得可以在一起。Dance is just、uh, is the the language of spirit. People just think dance is a movement, but dance is actually not movement. The movement are only the the expression of dance. Dance is a kind of a language that we have inside of us. It's a kind of feeling. It's a kind of uh, universal uh, language. I'll say it's、uh, the language of soul. That language don't need、uh, words. Janko Yu infused Cameroon's national dance group with her modern dance philosophy, emphasizing physical form and emotional resonance. This allowed her to easily blend African elements, preserving local traditions. 舞蹈其实一直是让我不断了解世界的。Dance has always been a way for me to understand the world. When I had the opportunity to go to Cameroon in my twenties, it became a pivotal moment in shaping my life and worldview. What I saw was a different world, leading to new insights. I realized that many people have misunderstandings about dance, thinking all Africans must be good at it. But it was not about skill. It's about using the body to express joy and feelings without any limitations in their minds. They allow their inner feelings to flow through their bodies. Janko Yu collaborated with Cameroonian dance artists, including Simon, to choreograph and perform the dance piece "Beauty of Black" during the African Night at the 2008 Beijing Olympics. A stunning fusion of modern and African dance, it was the group's unique contribution to the Olympic festivities. Yet the relationship between Jiang and Abe was tested. Zhang had to leave Cameroon after the program ended in 2009, while Abe moved to France to continue his performance career. But their passion for dance firmly bonded them together. In 2012, they crafted the dance piece "Dislocation," a dance piece reflecting their struggles with urban, mental, and cultural shifts. Zhang says the creative process was not without its challenges. 但其实我们想表达的是说，很很多时候，就两个人在一起的时候，也不一定说你的想法都是一致的。What we wanted to express is the complexity of being together, even in close relationships. People's thoughts aren't always aligned. The creative process almost led us to a fight. In Cameroon, Simon was very differential to me, as I was his dance teacher and guide. But when we embarked on a creation as equals, our true personalities clashed, leading to what we termed dislocation. However, upon completing the performance, we recognized our distinctiveness and the fascinating experience of dancing and choreographing together. The finished piece resonated with texture and freshness, symbolizing a vibrant and unexpected collision. Their honest exploration of their true selves and their relationship, marked by conflicts and eventual resolution, set the stage for Simon's proposal. 
After years of struggling with time, space and cultural differences, they finally got married in 2012. The couple worked together after they got married, collaborating with dance artists from China, France and Cameroon. They became regular performers at various international arts festivals and cultural exchange events, including the Forum on China-Africa Cooperation and the performances at the 2012 London Olympics. The couple's contributions to Sino-African friendship extend beyond performance. In 2016, they launched an art platform called Body Boulevard, aiming to promote African culture and building a grassroots bridge between China and Africa. On a summer afternoon, Simon is leading a group of children in a suburban Beijing village, rehearsing street dance, a joyous atmosphere filling the room. In 2017, the couple found a house in the outskirts and transformed it into a rehearsal hall, painting it all purple. It became a landmark in the village, affectionately known as the Purple House. The children are local residents or students from nearby schools. 38-year-old father Gung An, whose son has danced with Simon for three years, is delighted with the change he's seen in his child. Simon is full of energy. His dance goes beyond mere moves or skills. It's a natural passion, like he's dancing with his very soul. My son used to be quite shy, but I've seen him nourished by Simon's teachings. He'll even spend hours at home practicing the moonwalk, a joyous achievement for a nine-year-old. I'm sure this experience will stick with him, shaping his growth. In the eyes of the children, this teacher from Africa has an endless charm. Simon is cool and always brings joy, making everyone feel comfortable. With Simon, I learn to cooperate better with my peers. He makes me feel relaxed, like a friend. Simon's openness helped me feel at ease during our practice. Though I used to be reserved, his guidance allowed me to explore different aspects of myself, making me more confident. As Simon builds his connections with Chinese people, Zhang is deepening hers with Africa. Although Chinese and African dance cultures may seem very different, in some respects they can be very similar. Zhang notes that African dance shares certain commonalities with the dances of China's ethnic minorities. In African culture, a lot of their dance comes from nature, a connection with the earth. It's like feeling the rhythm of the land. We have something similar in China, especially in the dances of our ethnic minorities. Whether it's modern dance or traditional, it's about grounding ourselves and linking with nature. All forms of dance emphasize connection with the land. Simon says that finding connections and creating links is the starting point of modern dance. Uh, first, uh, it's uh, connecting with the past. Connecting with the past is very important for uh, being aware of where we come from 
I'm taking time in China because I want to, when I will do the creation, I want to all the creation that I will be doing, be able to touch people that are around and people around the world. You have to do the creation according to where you are and what you're seeing and really connect with the people. The couple, Simon and Zhang Keiyu, are dedicated to conveying their philosophy to the masses. Apart from professional stages, they've begun to connect with common people in villages, inspiring a renewed interest in dance through their actions. Now, they've made it a point to dedicate one day each week during non-performance periods to collaborate with ordinary people in creating dance works. In this way, they strive to embody a more genuine and creative way of life. In a village factory, amateur dancers take to the floor, contorting their bodies into shapes that mimic rivers, clouds and anything they wish to convey through movement. They explore themselves freely with physical gestures. Suddenly, one person begins to sing. Later, others join in. Their voices harmonizing in a beautiful impromptu chorus. It's an unscripted, spontaneous melody that seems to emerge from the body. Together, they create music on the spot, the sound emanating from within, each voice a unique note in a symphony only they can write. 48-year-old Yu Bo expresses her sense of acceptance and liberation here. Simon gives us full freedom. As an adult, I wear many hats in life and work, and sometimes I feel confined to these roles. But here, I feel completely open. Every time I'm with Simon, I feel my inner energy is ignited. Despite having no dance background, I accept my clumsiness in that moment and open up my body's limitations, putting aside all judgments. You just accept yourself in that moment. During a break, the group gathers together, laughing and discussing their next creative ideas. Among them is 46-year-old Zhang Ping. Sitting on the floor with her 86-year-old mother, after her father's passing, her mother began to show signs of Alzheimer's. One day, while watching the group rehearse in the countryside, she spontaneously joined in, mimicking the dancers' movements. Zhang Ping, surprised but delighted, decided to include her mother in the rehearsals. Simon told me that in their family, the grandmother was an extraordinary figure. When I brought my mother here, Simon danced with her, calling her mom. As time passed, she considered him one of the closest people to her, even calling him by my father's pet names. This elderly mother, once confused and often failing to recognize people, now smiles more. Zhang says it's genuine care that awakened her happy memories. Dance touches the heart because it resonates with emotions that we all know. I feel Simon and Ke Yu use their souls, their sincerity, to unlock this power. Sincerity has great strength, especially for those not accustomed to expressing through their bodies. 
With a good guide, the energy can be immense. For Simon, dance is always the best way to perceive himself and connect with others. Dance for me, it's a, it's a way of living. It's the expression of soul and spirit. It's to really make peace with yourself, clean your inside and let those things go so that you can become, I'm soft, I feel relaxed. I can finally see the light in me. I, can, I love myself. I do that because of myself and being aware of myself. Because when you are aware of everything that you do, aware of what you're doing and saying, the power can come out because it's illness and it can touch people. But it comes from inside. This insight is linked with what you take, what you discover. You're actually freeing your, your in, you're opening the gate inside of you. Beyond connecting with villagers, the couple has also brought their African friends into the fold. On the third floor of the Purple House, Danila Linda leads a group of young girls in learning ballet, speaking proficient Chinese. As a former member of the Cameroon National Dance Troupe, she came to Beijing to study after the project ended. Over the past decade, her expat life in China has grown along with her friendship with Simon and his wife. Now, she plays an essential role in their dance group. We are like a family, we are like something like I bring what I, I have, we all together and then we create. We bring something together in each other's life. Our things is always linked to really give a good interpretation about the culture of China and the culture of Cameroon. We are always connected, I'm always connected with Chinese culture. Like I always connect my Chinese friend with African culture for us to really understand the two culture and how uh, beautiful. The world is, is like a basket of fruit. If we have a banana, we have pineapple, we have everything it's like a fruit salad. Like every culture has its own flavor. A culture is what identifies people. Together, they continue to weave a tapestry of connection through creation, touching lives and opening doors. In October 2017, the couple welcomed their first child, Yujian Abe. Two years later, their daughter, Yumei Abe, joined the family. It's 5 p.m. and Jiang Yu is on her way to a traditional Chinese private Confucius school in a nearby village. Known as Se Shu, these schools emphasized the teaching of classical literature and traditional values, and were often the place where children received their foundational education. Zhang was there to pick up her six-year-old son. The boy runs to his mother, bows to his teacher, and heads out the door, showing the traditional Chinese respect for mentors. Outside, he playfully climbs onto his mother's scooter. Zhang Yu shares her hope for her children's education. Chinese classical studies represent a shared human wisdom. I want my children to grasp these classics, to immerse themselves in different cultural atmospheres, recognizing that learning and seeing are equally important. I emphasize the concept of a global village, where we are part of a community sharing the same destiny. Like practicing Tai Chi, one follows along, naturally developing a sense of the knowledge needed. 
This reflects a profound Eastern philosophy, deeply ingrained in our culture. Simon voices his agreement, pointing out that Chinese and African cultures share many philosophies and traditional wisdom. Tao, Tao, the book Tao. When I read some of them, things it's really the science and the philosophy in Africa is really linked. That's what people they say. People think we are we are supposed to work with the nature. It's not to control the nature or to be the boss of the nature. No, we are part of nature. Take care of the nature is taking ourselves. Being a part of nature is being kind of harmony with ourselves. So those philosophies are linked, actually. When you listen to Tao books, it's the same. In Africa, it's the same. He believes that sending his children to learn traditional Chinese culture will nourish their lives. It's important to know the root because when the root is powerful, the, the leaves and the tree will grow naturally. This couple's shared understanding of cultural wisdom and deep connection to nature shape not only their family life, but also their impact on the community. Another day in the small village. Zhang Keyu just finished teaching local children drama and dance. On her way home, she's planning something special, a tree mural on her house's outer wall. I used to have two trees outside my house. They're gone now, and I felt lost. A friend suggested painting one on the wall, and that simple idea inspired me. We can even invite our neighbors and friends to join in the painting, together planting a tree on the wall. Zhang found Li Hua Meng, a painter living in a nearby village, and their ideas instantly meshed. Great art is larger than the artist. Just like the improvisational dance, I let my painting grow naturally, without preconceptions. Painting, in a way, becomes like dance. Day by day, the wall began to bloom. Friends, neighbors, even strangers added their touch. Colors blended, shapes formed, and in just a couple of days, a living tree emerged. Around the tree, insects, butterflies, colorful flowers, birds, small animals, and all the elements of nature people love filled the wall. It became a thriving scene created by everyone. The painting was not just a local community's creation, it was a vivid metaphor for the global connections growing around them. Simon says while there is growing interest in African culture among the Chinese, there remains room for expansion in non-governmental exchanges. If you build a relation between people and that you make that relation stronger by exchanging a lot of things about culture, cultural communication, then you make that relation strong because we build things that will make a lot of understanding between the culture and the people and the relation and the friendship will be powerful. The couple says their future plan is to continue building bridges among people through art. If artists come, people will come to see what African artists are proposing in China and the people in Africa will see what Chinese artists are proposing in Africa. Then you can create a kind of really connection and communication that will be, can stay for a thousand and thousand years. The next step is to cultivate this connection, to grow alongside the art, 
allowing more people to experience both the uniqueness and the universality of different cultures. The golden sunset casts a warm glow on the village houses, illuminating the mural with a life of its own. Janka Yu stands before the flourishing scene, reflects on the past and future. Sometimes I feel like during the past decade, we were planting seeds before, doing what felt right. Now we're nurturing, growing together. With that, we conclude this episode of Footprints. Thanks for listening. Special thanks to our reporter, Lu Chang. I'm Bob Jones. If you're interested in hearing more episodes of our new series, Connected, find us wherever you get your podcasts. Just key in Footprints and you can find more stories anytime, anywhere. We'll see you next time. Bye for now.